name is Sarah Young. I'm a professor of anthropology at Northwestern. I do a lot with global health. In my research, I work on food. Mm -hmm. What do you want for lunch? Ooh, this is Stella taking my lunch order. I would like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with Doritos. No? I would like... That dad, dad makes. That's something that dad makes? Oh, um, tuna melt? From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Anushuya Tapa. This is NUD Classified, a look into how wildcats thrive and survive at Northwestern. That was Weinberg professor Sarah Young and her daughter, Stella Lux. Young is currently working from home with her two daughters, Stella and Aurora. Stella just turned 10 and her birthday celebrations happened under lockdown. So we have like this huge family chat thing on Zoom and I have this like birthday cake during it. And oh, there's this thing that we do. We put up signs in our neighborhood. This block that we live on, Harrison Street, is so special. Their neighbors are so loving to each other. So for example, when it was Stella's birthday, every house had a sign that said like, happy birthday Stella, or there was a poem at one house, or there was like chalk drawings. Despite being under lockdown, Stella's special day remained special, but her life at home has definitely changed, and so has her mom's. These days I'm also a full-time homeschooler, in addition to everything else. I mean, it's interesting with these changes that COVID has brought about, it has added a lot of responsibility to my world because my professional responsibilities haven't subsided. I no longer have to get the kids to school or get them dressed and get them out of the house, so that helps. But then they're around all the time, and so it's a, a lot of interaction that would be happening with their peers and their teachers. There's never a need to get them up in the morning because time no longer has any meaning. Everything seems like a big weekend. That was Weinberg professor Mark Witte, who is raising four daughters at home in addition to teaching two economics classes this quarter. Sometimes the loss of work-life balance is put on display, especially when Woody is trying to teach a class of undergraduates. The youngest really likes to get her face in there. They'll come out and be talking while I'm trying to teach, and so I don't stop, so I'm like snapping my fingers trying to catch her attention that they're killing me here. And it seems pretty rude, but I'm not sure what else to do. I guess I get a squirt gun and blast them. With kids making guest appearances during lecture, it may be hard to maintain a work-life balance. But Sarah is using breaks to carve out time for herself. I love my work, and I, I love my family, and so I get a lot of both of them <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I still put hard stops on the workday. I try very hard to not work at nights, like after dinner, and I try very hard to not work on the weekends. And more or less, I've stuck to that during this period because it's intense. All things are intense. I treat myself to working on a puzzle on weekend mornings. We have one night a week called No Moms Allowed and another night a week called No Dads Allowed. And that's where I can do whatever I want when it's No Moms Allowed. So last night was No Dads Allowed and the girls and I watched Evita and ate gummy peach rings, and I drank wine. The children, however, don't seem to mind being at home as much as their parents do. Yeah, they seem to be fine with it. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I, I feel really bad for the people who finally got, like, one kid. That has to be really lonely and boring, whereas you know, they do a good job of entertaining each other, playing with each other, helping each other lessons, fighting with each other, whatever. It keeps them busy. They're having the time of their lives because they're having more time with their iPad than they're normally allowed to. They love to watch whatever junky cartoon stuff. 
Or a high-quality Scooby-Doo. I can get behind that. But both Young and her children aren't totally sold on the idea of homeschooling yet. I can assure you I was not put on this earth to homeschool my children. <laughs> this is not my forte. Some of it is just the technical issues with all of the software and uploading and finding and getting the password. Some of it is it's hard to teach your own kids. They feel much more comfortable being mad at me for whatever crappy thing we're, I'm making them learn than students in my water and security class this quarter. So there's familiarity that breeds contempt at some level. I only like my dad teaching me. Well, they're interesting, but like it's also really odd. It's really kind of annoying sometimes. It's like they don't understand how it's supposed to go. Like a math problem is supposed to go that way and it's not going this way. Homeschooling is unpleasant for a lot of reasons, but there are also opportunities that we wouldn't have if life was as normal. For example, I mean, Stella's really learning to cook. You saw her come in now and take my order for a picnic lunch. That's pretty exciting. This morning she made these fairly complicated breakfast tacos and that's just not something that we would have had the time or the oversight to do if life was normal. And having to do school at home is giving Stella a new perspective. I used to think that school was okay and kind of boring, I guess. Now I kind of appreciate it. Both Witty and Young have found unexpected ups and downs when it comes to the zoomification of their children's learning. Now they're all reading a lot, and so that's you know, sort of sharing books and discussing them. Math and the reading, I'm feeling pretty good about both of those. The other parts of education, I'm more worried. It's hard to motivate you know, some of the history and social studies things without you know, moving around to tables and being in games and things like that. The reading and the writing have held up pretty well. Through this time, we've been able to give Aurora a lot of attention uh, with reading in Spanish and, and English. And she's miles ahead of where she was a couple of months ago. So that's been great. I don't know how much the kids miss in terms of social interactions. Like, they don't really want to screen time, play dates, or anything like that. But it's been good for their learning. Young's family has organized a schedule to keep them on track. Julius and I wake up early and do some work before the girls get up. I do breakfast with them and we read a book during breakfast. We're somewhere between Nancy Drew and Encyclopedia Brown, Mysteries. And then at 9.15 or 9.30, I go to the guest room and I work for a few hours until 12.30 when I take over on homeschooling. While the majority of it is school curriculum, she makes sure to include arts and crafts projects in her schedule. So far, she and the girls have worked on fuse beads, plasters of Paris, and even a puppet theater to stage an adaption of The Lady or the Tiger. We're trying to like finish the story. We just wrote out the lines. We, we made like sock puppets and stuff, and the theater has like a castle kind of things. The puppet theater is fashioned in the shape of a castle. It has white curtains and is decorated with multicolored block letters that spell out the name of the play. I secretly love doing craft projects, or not so secretly love doing craft projects. So this is a good excuse to do some of these things. Maybe we would do some of these things on the weekend, but we would never have spent so much time on it if we were only working on it here and there. It's not just that they're parenting while working from home. They're parenting during an ongoing global pandemic. In terms of parenting, what I'm really worried about is like my kids not getting sick. I'm a public health person and I understand the concept of risk, but there are so many unknowns about the transmission of this disease that that's my big concern. 
I do worry that, that it's just an inferior education that they're getting, that you know, it's just not as intense. And I do worry that it's degrading some of their friendships that they would otherwise be building. My guess is they may look at, back at this as like a really great time where you know, we're all together as a family and interacting and it's kind of an adventure. That's all for this episode of NUD Classified. Thanks for listening. This episode was reported and produced by me, Anushia Tapa. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Molly Lubers. The digital managing editors are Colin Luciano and Hina Srivastava. And the editor-in-chief of the Daily is Marissa Martinez.